Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and for this very special Christmas episode, the last one of this season, I'm happy to welcome back two We Are Movies regulars to the show, Mike Bobbitt and Brett Hayden. The two of them came on to talk with me about our favorite Santa Clauses in motion picture history, and we also each took turns pitching an actor who we think should play Santa Claus some point down the line. So, without any further ado, please enjoy this very jolly episode of We Are Movies. There, there are certain people that just like intimidate you more than you just don't like them. Like it's like, there's like a lot of people. Oh, just, you! I'm pinching I, your cheeks on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like there's people that you're just kind of scared to ask sometimes because you don't want them to say no or flake on it or something. You know. Uh, Johnny, if you need guests, I, I mean, between Mike and I, we could we'll put in a good word. Hey, I think, hey, I think, hey, hey! How about you not speak for me, asshole? Hey. <laughs> Hey, I will speak for you how I choose to. I'm in my 20s. I don't know better. Oh. Uh, Mike no, did uh, get Santa Claus himself, Richard Reilly, yes. on this podcast. Oh, is. my God. That episode was so good. So uh, we're talking about our favorite movie Santas today, uh, which is a very specific topic. Um, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it before Richard Reilly was on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. And now he has been on. I think it would go without saying that he's kind of exempt from our lists but i was going to start with mike in case because uh, you did say that he would definitely be on your list <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and i was surprised that he hadn't played santa nearly as often as i thought he did and i think it's kind of funny that like i'm watching justified right now and margo martindale had a uh, a run on it and i kept imagining like She must have some sort of rivalry with like Kathy Bates where she's always like, Oh, Kathy Bates got that role. (laughs) (laughs) And knowing that like Richard real has that with Ed Asner. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I might not be wrong. (laughs) The Margot Martindale, (laughs) Kathy Bates thing. Um, But yeah. Yeah. uh, Your interview with him was so phenomenal, man. You should. Thank you. Be really proud of yourself, Johnny, because that turned out great. I love that interview. I, I wanted, I tried to prime a little bit on uh, like what is important to a Santa Claus performance. And right. I was wondering, what do you guys think is important when an actor portrays Santa Claus? I am discovering that my Santa Claus knowledge is really, really poor. Uh, my Christmas movie knowledge is really poor. Like Allison and I are making each other watch Christmas movies. And I don't have that many that I've seen that she hasn't. Um, so all the Santa Clauses I have on this list are technically mall Santas. Okay. Um, but one Christmas movie that I, I have seen recently are the Santa Claus movies. And Allen. Yeah, Michigan's finest. Yeah, but there's something <laughs> missing there where it doesn't feel magical to me, where it always feels like Tim Allen playing Santa. Sure. Um, so I, I think, you know, going back to like Miracle on 34th Street, 
you want that sort of like twinkle, that magic that makes even me as an adult forget that this is an actor and this is a movie that this is really a Santa Claus. And I don't really have great examples of that, unfortunately. Um, but I do have mall Santas and, uh, so I, I, I don't know if that's a cheat if you do want to start with me or not. Oh, then. I mean, that's totally fine. Um, I just want to get Brett in on this. What was your criteria when you were looking into your, uh, your chosen Santas? So basically, Mike said in about a million words, uh, what makes a good Santa... Oh, I hate you is, so much. Is, ...is a good actor. <laughs> so... <laughs> You are uh, such a jerk. You're a bully. You're half my age. You're making me feel old and oh, rambling and senile. Oh, God, I hate uh, you, Brett. See, he, he, it's a love-hate thing with Mike and I. Uh, we love each other. Uh, so basically, yeah. when I was sitting around thinking about uh, Santas in movies, Mike actually made a great point about Tim Allen. I don't see Santa Claus. I see Tim Allen playing Santa Claus and that's sure. not even like my own personal feelings like against Tim Allen it's, it's kind of the point of the movies though too yeah it's for me I think a good Santa beyond like me being a smart ass and saying a good actor is somebody that really just captures that sort of joy that sort of mystique that like I when I was thinking of Santa's that what makes me feel good when I watch someone play Santa? Tim Allen doesn't necessarily make me feel bad playing Santa, but it doesn't exactly that childlike giddiness. Mm. Like even as a kid, I didn't feel that watching him play Santa. I, I do want to say in advance that when we get to our dream Santas, I think Brett is going to be 100% on board with what I come up with. <laughs> I already what, know what you're going to say. I already was, know what you're going to say. Oh yeah. I just gave it away with that. What, yes. what was your criteria, Johnny? Um, I, my criteria is that I, they do something memorable, basically, because mm. Santa is such a canonized character. I, w when I think of the ones that I really like, there, there's something about them that makes them stick out from the other Santas. And uh, that's definitely going to be the case when I choose my dream Santa. Tim Allen, uh, this is interesting. I, I, I kind of have a, what you're saying about when you watch the Santa Claus and it just feels like Tim Allen playing Santa Claus. Um, have you guys ever, have you ever seen Tim Allen live before? No, I okay. may have, uh, if he did like a Detroit comedy festival thing, sure. cause I would pop in occasionally at the Royal Oak, uh, music theater and watch people and then just get angry. At least. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I may have seen him live, but I, I cannot 100% remember. I saw him in, I saw him in Detroit. I think it might've been the Fillmore. Um, and it's funny, like once the doors are closed, he's, he drops the whole art, art, art thing and he, and it's just him ranting about how much he hates doing kids movies. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's kind of fun. When he's talking about doing kids movies, there's this genuine, like, kind of, oh, like I had to do it, you know, like I, I and that was the only way I was going to get that much exposure. And he kind of talks about ta having to talk to the kids on the sets of the movies and how annoyed he got. And it's funny because I can see those Santa Claus movies as a metaphor for Tim Allen himself, because in the Santa Claus, he's forced to take the role of Santa because his son is like pushing him to do it. And eventually like falls into it and obviously it becomes a trilogy. And it's like, that's 
entirely what Tim Allen <laughs> was actually doing. Like he just cash grab, <laughs> right? Right, was pushed into doing it, and uh, and then and then Tim Allen is mostly a family movie star. Like really, Twin yeah. Man, Zoom. <laughs> I feel like you may have just given Allison the best Christmas present this year because you may have talked me out of finishing the trilogy and not watching Santa Claus three. Like you, I feel like you may have just ruined the Santa Claus movies for me. I will say Santa Claus three has the value of Martin short as yeah, Jack that's, Frost. That's so. what I kept trying to sell her on. So. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, wow. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to sour people on Tim Allen. Uh, you know, let's, let's be honest though. After the whole water world thing, you kind of do need to earn some brownie points with Allison. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> um, so let's, let's start with, we'll go Mike, Brett and me, I guess. Okay. So uh, you always start with me. Cause I'm going to say something so like contemporary. And then you're going to go like, there's actually a 1932 French film called Le Joyeux Noël, and there's a uh, French pantomime artist, and it's his film debut at 77 years old, and the only role that he's ever played on film. And I'm going to feel like such a phony. You do this to me every time. I'm, I'm glad you understand the reason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going with Artie Lang in Elf. Uh, just because of the sheer havoc he and Will Ferrell cause it was pretty much a you guys get one shot at this and we can't do a setup for another take and i just think Artie lang is really funny and the idea of him as a santa and the way that he plays it and and elf isn't even a movie i grew up with elf is a movie that allison introduced me to in my 40s and that scene is one of my favorite scenes in a really spectacular movie Yeah, with Ed Asner being a, a spectacular Santa Claus too. But uh, Artie Lang for me in that movie is my favorite of the two Santa Clauses. Well, that movie's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to good Santa Clauses with the oh, two yeah. of them. But you yeah. know, that's a great scene. That's like, it's, I think it's like the funniest scene in the movie. Maybe. Yep. I've seen Elf. I grew up, I, yeah, it was one of those Christmas movies I grew up on. It came out in what, 2003, 2004. Mm. So I had to be 10 or 11 at the time. So it was kind of ideal. It was one of my last big Christmas movies before I, I'm not even going to say grew up, but I felt like I was making the transition from being a kid to being a teenager. So yeah. that, that movie's iconic for me, honestly. It's on, yeah. it's, it's also like one of the last christmas classics like a movie to kind of be held up to the same standards as like national lampoon's christmas vacation and it, yeah. it might like it's the last one that's so culturally prevalent like that that there's even like a cartoon of buddy the elf and yeah all of this stuff you know it, yeah. there's a um there's a new series on netflix right now um it's uh well it's not new it's just a holiday special for movies that made us it's christmas yeah. movies that made us and david Barenbaum, who wrote elf talks about how even as a jewish kid growing up with christmas movies he loved them and he really wanted to make a timeless christmas classic and that was like the one thing that when people would say in meetings about you know getting the 
the whole team together to make this movie when john favreau came on he was like i want to make a timeless christmas classic and even though john favreau didn't really have the track record of a director back then that's what made everyone go yep you're the guy you're the guy even though you don't have this record of doing you know who you are now uh (laughs) yeah like absolutely you are the right person to direct this movie and uh and I think they succeeded. They created a timeless Christmas classic. Have either of you seen, uh, because I take it you both have Disney Plus if you're watching The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, have either of you seen the movie Godmothered? No. No. It's on Disney Plus and it stars, I just had it up. It's, um, it stars uh, June Squibb, uh, Jillian Bell, uh, Isla Fisher's in it. It's basically... It's not bad, but it's so close to being a ripoff of Elf. It's not even funny. It's basically, <laughs> Julian Bell is, uh, Isla Fisher wrote a letter wishing for a fairy godmother for Christmas when she was 10. And then she actually shows up and it just plays out like uh, Will Ferrell and Elf are just being oblivious to the world around right. her. And it's like a cute Christmas movie, but it's so desperately trying to capture what Elf did like so much better. <laughs> I will say I will recommend it because it's worth like uh, you know that cheese ball you know cozy hot chocolate sort of one time viewing a year. But I think it's worth noting that that's Disney Plus trying to cash <laughs> in on Elf success a little oh, bit. Oh, cool! Yeah, I'll watch it. Julian Bell is very funny in it. Yeah, that's a good cast. I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's a good formula that fish out of water uh, kind of like you, when you throw somebody like a, a buddy the elf type of character into like a cynical new york city setting you know it's it's like it's always a good recipe yeah and also i'm uh i mean i'm not a harsh critic when it comes to christmas movies does it make me feel good and warm inside for 90 minutes i'm fine with it right uh so what's your first santa claus brett uh i'm actually gonna kind of bounce off mics a little bit here I'm kind of going to go against what I even said about feeling good inside. I have to go with my heart on this one. And oh. I'm going with uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa. What an iconic Santa Claus. So funny. His banter with the kid, his banter with Marcus, played by Tony Cox. It's, yeah. I, I cannot say I've seen Badder Santa. I have not seen any sequel. I've only seen the first. Uh, I remember being a kid when it came out having no context of what this movie was. I thought it was just going to be like a mean Santa and boy, was he. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. The second uh, he's having sex with someone in a dressing room and he says, you're not going to shit right for a week. I was like, what am I in for? I'm 10. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, but man, that movie as, as dark and as like a crude and adult as it is, it does have a genuine heart to it. Oh Yeah. And the story think, with the kid. Yeah, the story yeah. with the kid. His The dynamic, the yin and the yang dynamic of him with the kid. Yeah. And also, too, back to my point of, uh, I think a good Santa is played by a good actor. Billy Bob Thornton is a great actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, between Fargo, uh, A Simple Plan, uh, you know, and then you put him in a Christmas movie. It just makes sense that he's going to, like, him being a good actor, he's going to figure out how to make it good. Yeah. How is he gonna, how is he going to be the least sympathetic Santa but you still feel bad for him you know <laughs> but uh, that's my number one that's a good choice and you're right it's like when a movie is that like crass and disgusting 
it, what makes it hold up is the that there is like a semblance of heart to it you know it's like it warrants the entire experience because it is genuinely funny and how yes. crass and horrible it is but but it's like you know you, you you don't feel like you just like indulged in, in like the worst parts of yourself for an hour and a half like it, it you know it, it has its value as a movie like as a story so my first santa claus uh, this might be kind of a traditional choice but this is an actor who has portrayed santa claus multiple times over the course of many years um and is maybe my favorite complete portrayal of Santa Claus. And that is Mickey Rooney in the Rankin-Bass cartoons. That whole like uh, cinematic universe. He's played him a couple of times. He played him in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which is my favorite Rankin-Bass special. Um, And then he also plays him in The Year Without a Santa Claus. And then I think his last performance was in Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July which uh, is sort of the like Avengers Endgame of, <laughs> of all of those <laughs> yep. movies. <laughs> Isn't he also in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5? <laughs> he is. He yeah. doesn't play Santa, but yeah, he is. Yeah. Which is funny because he was one of the most vocal critics of That's Silent Night, Deadly Night yeah, 1. Yeah, because yeah. everyone was like, oh, this movie is, you know, like uh, the, the PTA was, you know, really yeah. upset about that movie. And Mickey Rooney was one of the people against it. But I guess, you know, even Mickey Rooney needs to buy a new car every once in a while. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's great. I love, because you, you hear in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, he plays him as a boy, as like a young man. And so it's a very different vocal performance compared to when he plays yeah. old traditional Santa at the end. And I think he adds kind of a gravitas to that character that you maybe wouldn't get with just a, a voice actor. Not to, not to, insult voice actors they're very valuable um but somebody who you know who like just a great actor like mickey rooney like he he adds something i also think he can be such an over-the-top character i mean you i mean santa can be a grounded character but there still has to be i mean if you saw your only knowledge of mickey rooney was breakfast at tiffany's and then you're like he's gonna play santa claus yeah (laughs) you know it kind of like part of you would be like i don't want to see that but part of you was like no i definitely want to see that quick story my mom and my grandma owned a thai restaurant in detroit for a little while called the river kwai uh it was in the detroit area it might not have been exactly in detroit but uh mickey rooney came into the restaurant one time and got a picture with my grandma and was supposedly uh like a like a great like a real gentleman um and also like a huge flirt so well he better have been a gentleman to apologize for what he did in breakfast at tiffany's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too uh, <laughs> um all right mike what's your next santa my next santa uh it's a movie that i grew up in uh, with and uh it's another mall santa this is actually probably my number one pick. Uh, I went opposite of Brett on this one to be a contrarian. Uh, it, it's an actor who only actually has like maybe two or three roles. Uh, he died young. Uh, it's Jeff Gillen, the mall Santa in A Christmas Story. Oh. Just the way that there's just something cartoonishly sinister about that santa and the two elves yeah but it's also grounded in like such a a reality where 
you know, I managed a GameStop inside of a mall at Christmas time. And I'm now I'm like, oh, no, I get it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's right. That's what it's like being in a mall at Christmas time. And uh, the line reading on a, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. You yeah. know, just that accent and everything about him. It's such a short scene, but the scene plays out exactly as you, as an adult, you know, the scene will play out. (laughs) Uh, But growing up with that movie uh, being the same age as Peter Billingsley, I just remember feeling that same soul crushing defeat (laughs) that Ralphie feels at that moment too. And it plays out so differently watching it as an adult. And uh, I, I just, I love, that's probably my favorite scene in A Christmas Story. And uh, yeah, I, I, Jeff Gillen died, I, I believe, in his 50s. And, uh, yeah. you know, fun, just really fun scene. Yeah, I mean, it is probably the most well-known Christmas movie ever made. And I'm sure most people think of, you know, the lead, the kid, but... You have to, like, that's one of the most iconic scenes in the entire movie, and it's been parodied in, like, other movies and TV. If it wasn't that iconic, I don't think, you know, it would have been, you know, satirized in popular culture like it has. So it's definitely a good pick. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I always say, like, uh, an adult actor in a kid's film is oftentimes, like, a thankless kind of role when it's all about the kid and you're in the peripherals of the movie but i mean that movie's full of like great adult performances like oh yeah uh, darren mcgavin and melinda dillon as the parents are oh so inspired uh yeah and that santa claus scene i mean from a filmmaking perspective the way they capture the horror of the moment and they use like those fishbowl lenses and the (laughs) angles too Yeah. yeah 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 The you, the fisheye lenses, the angles, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it captures that like almost like tunnel vision where yeah. you can't. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and he modifies his performance to seem like otherworldly when he's like looking at the at the camera and he's like, ho 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 ho, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I also like there's like a little moment like after he gets him to say that he wants like a, a football. Uh, which is a running joke in the movie. He goes like, great. And he kind of, he's like, no, get him off my lap. Like yep. he's like slowly, just like, he's like trying to, he, he's making it very clear. It's just a job to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a great choice. I hadn't even, uh, I think, I think including mall Santa's is a really good idea because it kind of okay. gives us this. So I, 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 I'm now deciding I allow it. Uh, okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, what's your next Santa? Uh, my next Santa is, I don't know if I'd call this a cop-out. It's just more because it's an animated movie. Uh, the reason it's iconic is because I grew up on the movie and I did not know for the longest time the actor was actually playing Santa Claus. Uh, I'm going with Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. Hmm. Because when I think of like just joy and the world being a better place. I think of Tom Hanks and who better to play Santa Claus than Tom Hanks. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the Polar Express, but Tom Hanks has that quality that I was saying at the beginning, you know, just the way he played Fred Rogers. Yeah. You know, is just 
with that magical twinkle. Yeah, I I want to see Tom Hanks live action play Santa. Well, he's he's America's dad, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He he just has that automatic warmth that comes with him. I feel like you saying that Santa Claus and America's dad, you're making some connection about Santa Claus. Are you implying Santa Claus isn't real? No, that just that he's American. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank God. Obviously. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I was thinking, I mean, Tom Hanks in that movie is like the Peter Sellers of the movie where he, because he plays like five different roles or something. Yeah, I've only seen like the scene of him as the train conductor. I didn't know that he had multiple roles in it. So Yeah, the conductor's his main role in the movie. Um, But yes, Santa Claus, it's like a role he was born to play. There's some Christmas trivia, uh, like you were saying, Santa Claus being American. Did you know that in Canada, they celebrate Boxing Day because in Canadian tradition, Muhammad Ali delivers presents in a sleigh? So for my next Santa Claus, uh, this is also not a character that is actually supposed to be Santa Claus. He's not quite a mall Santa, um, but he's the main character of the movie and he's dressed as Santa Claus for the majority of the movie. And that is uh, Brandon Maggart. I think I pronounced his name correctly in the film Christmas evil from 1980. Uh, have either of you seen this movie? No. I've seen it once. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas films of all time, but um, it's also known under the title. You better watch out. Um, and it's an amazing film. I first heard of it because it's John Waters' favorite Christmas movie. It's sort of like a slasher movie, but it's more like if Taxi Driver was about a guy dressed as Santa Claus in the way that it's that kind of character study and a guy driven to madness who convinces himself that he is Santa. Um, and half of the movie is him genuinely doing great Santa Clausy things. Um, and then you know, because of, uh, it's kind of a meme word, but society, uh, <laughs> he ends up, um, uh, killing some people and it has like great atmosphere. And it has one of the best endings I've ever seen. Uh, but he gives an incredible performance, uh, cause he plays a character who's like traumatized and there's a darkness to him. But when he's playing Santa, you also believe him as that too. Well, let me ask you this. Um, if Allison and I were to change from watching the Santa Claus three to watching Christmas evil, <laughs> you're already technically out of the penalty box for recommending Lake Mungo earlier this year. <laughs> Do you feel confident in us doing this? So I, I think you're both, uh, I think you're, I think you're both smart people with good taste and, uh, Oh, you're just preloading it now that if we don't <laughs> like it, you'll be like, well, I guess they're just not smart, smart people with good taste. <laughs> I think I, I think I think you would both like it. I think you'd I think you would both find enjoyment in it. It's it's definitely a strange beast because there are parts of it that are kind of you can't tell if it's so bad it's good or if it's just ironic. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. How about because um, I don't think we'd find time to do it this year. How about next Christmas we have you on our podcast to watch Christmas Evil? Let's do it. Okay, that's a date. It's All a right. date 12 months in advance. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I like I like that kind of schedule. Better idea. Better idea. Let's say the world's not falling apart. You guys should do a live version of you watching it together. <laughs> we'll see how the world's doing. But yeah. we'll see it how sounds like a comedy show producer Brett Hayden wants to produce a comedy show. <laughs> it sounds like we're gonna we're gonna have the first ever live 
We are movies, Cinema Roast Crunch. You made uh, me watch Truth podcast. We you made, you me, made watch. me watch. Yeah. 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 There's gonna be what a what a cross. That'll be the Avengers Endgame of podcasts. Right? Yes. <laughs> Michigan podcast. Uh, it'll be terrible. It'll be both me and Dickie Ricketts. So I'm gonna have to get my glasses and cut them in half and do like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, thing, have like... half a bushy beard and yeah, <laughs> wear half a green vest and. So I know I I told you guys to pick like two or three Santa Clauses. Did you have a third one? I do. I, can, I have a, a, a big cheat for a third one. All right, well, go ahead. Who is it? My third one isn't from a movie, um, but it is. Uh, it captures both that magical quality, that twinkle in the eye, and it's, it's a mall Santa. It's um, not this year's, but I, I believe last year's Bob's Burgers Christmas, uh, Henry Winkler plays the mall santa wow and i feel like henry winkler much like tom hanks just has that you know they say henry winkler and uh ed begley jr are the two nicest human beings in hollywood and uh yeah just henry winkler is a santa claus i'd like to see that live action but uh him animated uh as the mall santa who's starts off kind of crabby but by the end gets very santa like uh it, it's a really good performance in a an otherwise mediocre episode but he's definitely a, a great part of that episode have you seen that one brett i love bob's burgers i don't know if i've seen that episode musical in the mall <laughs> and uh to try to win over santa and and prove to him that they're good kids. That sounds about and, right. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's the Henry Winkler performance that's really good in that episode. I yeah, I haven't seen the episode either, but I'll watch it like today. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. look it up. That's I mean, yeah, like you said, Henry Winkler does have like that Tom Hanksiness about him, uh, like a humble, uh, adorable dad kind of quality, and 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 supposedly is like incredibly nice yeah it's not like tim allen where you're like ah he's playing a part it's like oh no he's he kind of has a bit of santa claus in him yeah uh like when we were talking about christmas story earlier uh earlier this week i interviewed uh mino palouse who was a child actor and um uh most notably punky brewster's real life brother and (laughs) he was talking about the tv show that he worked on where a lot of these character actors because he worked with so many phenomenal ones were basically just the characters because of you know having to see a tutor when he wasn't on film Mm -hmm. so just imagining that this mall santa to peter billingsley really was a mall santa (laughs) makes it more magical um and he got to work with both Ed Begley Jr. and Henry Winkler, but I did not get a chance to ask him about them being nice. So, uh, Brett, who's do you, do you have another Santa? Uh, I will call this one an honorable mention, and I think it'll help Mike set up his pick for uh, people he'd like to see as Santa. Ah. So, so uh, I'm going to go with my heart on this. I got to go with Bill Goldberg playing Santa in Santa's Sleigh in 2005. Nice. It's not a good movie by any means, but if you just want a fun, uh oh, Mike is Mike actually left you guys. But if you just want a fun, stupid, tongue-in-cheek performance of Santa Claus played by a jacked former wrestler, it's just that's all it is. 
That's <laughs> that's all I wanted to get out there. I think you've given me an idea of who Mike's choice might be too. I know but, exactly who Mike's pick is going to uh, be. But no, no, that's that's a great choice. I was considering putting him on my list too. I, I almost did <laughs> because I mean. Yeah, every lot like Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Like the way he nails every like killer yeah. pun. Uh, that I've whole- never seen it. I I feel like I need to see that. Oh. <laughs> there, there's a. I mean, it it's one of those movies that I think peaks in the opening scene. Like the first scene with uh, um, James Caan and Fran Drescher, uh, and uh, it's like this whole table of famous actors. Chris Kattan, like they're all at this table and then he comes down the chimney and like breaks through and starts murdering them in like over the top cartoonish ways. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> I know nobody can see this, but Mike's face right now is amazing. <laughs> I am so excited. I, oh it's on my Peacock. God. If you download a free trial of a Peacock, if you don't already have it, it's on there for free. Oh wow! That was amazing. the the childlike wonder on your face as I was describing that scene was yes, <laughs> yeah, incredible. The I second am... you the second you said Fran Dresser, I saw him like <laughs> lean into his computer. <laughs> oh, this sounds like an amazing movie. It's yeah. ridiculous. Why have I not seen it? Oh, Santa's no. sleigh, S L A Y. Yep, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Came out in 2005. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with it. I just avoided it because I thought it would be terrible. But it sounds <laughs> oh. like I need to at least see the opening scene. Oh, most movies with former wrestlers are terrible. But right. it's that one. Wow. Except oh. for uh, except for Santa with Muscles. Uh, was that what it was called? <laughs> we roasted that at my show several Hulk years Kogan. back. Yep. <laughs> sounds like someone's forgetting Suburban Commando. Mm-hmm. I actually have seen Suburban Commando. I, I don't know. I went through a weird phase. Um, <laughs> uh, so my choice, this is a, a very recent actor to portray Santa Claus. Um, and this goes with uh, Brett Hayden. <laughs> Brett Hayden. <laughs> I mentioned your last name just to specify which Brett I'm referring to. Saying that uh, this is, goes with you saying that... Um, a great Santa Claus is played by a great actor. And I mean, I was predisposed to see this film anyway, because Kurt Russell is one of my favorite actors of all time. And uh, I watched both of the Christmas Chronicles movies just recently. And Kurt Russell is fantastic as Santa Claus, like unironically really good. Cause when you cast an actor like him, there's an idea that it's like stunt casting, you know, that it's like, aha, it's funny. Cause he's a, he's like a, an action star or whatever and he's play, but he genuinely brings it and he does a really good job and he gives him like a he has that santa clausiness uh but also particularly in the first movie there are scenes where he's kind of being like diabolical and a little nuts and he sells that really well there's a very weird sexy uh, uh musical performance scene um, in a prison that he does <laughs> and he sells that really well too it's uh honestly one of the best like just unironic santa claus performances i've ever seen that sentence there's a very sexy <laughs> a sexy and then musical scene in a prison in a prison i was like that sentence did not go the way i thought it was gonna go. it didn't yeah. start where i thought it was gonna start and it certainly did not end where i thought it was going to end What's hilarious is uh, when I was thinking about my fantasy Santas, that's a 
poor pair of words. Uh, when I was thinking of who I would want to see as Santa, Kurt Russell was on my list. And then I Googled it and I was like, what? <laughs> like I had not seen Christmas Chronicles and I still haven't, but I saw that and I was like, all right, that's the very next thing I'm going to watch. Just period. The, the first one's pretty good. Um, the second one is more kind of basic, like more like a kitty. Um, it has the benefit that they also add Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus, which is fun. Uh, and, and I love seeing them together, but, uh, have yeah. they been in a movie together before? Yeah. Oh, is that a serious question? Or oh, you... wait, 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 no, duh. Overboard. overboard. Yeah. yeah. Besides overboard. Uh, they definitely, yeah, they, well, they were in a, they first met on the set of a much older movie when okay. they were both really young. I, but they, neither of them were main roles in it. Oh, okay. So aside from that and overboard, this may be their third time? Yes. Uh, I, I, they might have cameoed in one of their movies from time okay. to time, but I think besides, I think this and Overboard are the only two times they've co-starred in a movie. Wow. Okay. So. I loved Overboard growing up. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is like, yeah. uh, uh, Kurt Russell, what Tom Hanks is to America, Kurt Russell is to me. I grew up in that cool era where like, you know, after Star Wars and people really seeing that scoundrel heroes like Han Solo were a yeah. thing, getting to grow up with like Snake Plissken. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, that's my childhood. <laughs> well, the, I mean, Kurt Russell embodies so many great Hollywood actors of the past in different ways where like, in so like in, in Escape from New York, Snake Plissken, he's kind of doing Clint Eastwood, but it's like a yeah. parody of Clint Eastwood. And mm-hmm. then like Big Trouble in Little China, he's doing John Wayne, but it's him, but like a little dumber, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so there's a self-awareness to him. That's just, it's so good. So let's start with Mike. Who is your dream Santa Claus? <laughs> he did a Christmas documentary, a Santa Claus documentary specifically. It would be... Uh, in my mind, the modern day king of Christmas to the point that DJ Dangler and I actually wrote a Rankin-Basque-esque Christmas special that we were hoping to be able to pitch to him and uh, have started that process before the pandemic. And I think it's really marketable, so I don't want to say too much about it, but uh, it's one of my favorite things that DJ and I have written together. Uh, it is a, it's called Mankind Saves Christmas. And that is because the person is WWE wrestler Mick Foley. I knew it. I <laughs> yep. fucking knew I it. I knew you knew it. Yeah. I knew you knew it. He's the only person on earth who loves, who would, he might be the biggest Christmas super fan. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Wow. He is Christmas to me. Yeah. Yep. It's probably his dream role too. Oh, I, I would I would put money on that, yeah. yeah. And I think he could knock it out of the park. Huh. And DJ and I wrote a very sweet uh, Christmas special um, that uh, hopefully one day gets to see the light of day, you know. So Not just we... because it would mean a, a big paycheck for me and DJ, but um, <laughs> because I think it we wrote it with it being a, a timeless Rankin-Basque type you know there's nods to it there's nods to the wrestling that he and i liked as children and uh you know we hope that we wrote a very timeless family-friendly 
uh, WWE Christmas story. So hopefully one day it gets made. Well, I am uh, v- like very impressed that you uh, took the assignment of this podcast to heart and actually wrote an entire <laughs> script yep. to back up your pitch. <laughs> Went back in time. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a great choice. I, I, it didn't even cross my mind that Mick Foley was a, a Christmas guy. Uh, if you if you just Google it, he uh, that's his favorite thing in the world. Just yeah. in general, he loves Christmas, and he's also just like uh, besides being like I haven't had the chance to meet him. I've never heard someone say a negative thing about him. He's an incredibly okay. smart guy. He's a New York Times bestseller, and wow. it's crazy to me that just like with all like the brain cells that he's probably killed in the last twenty five years, that he's as pleasant as a person as he is. And I think he captures that childlike because he captured my imagination at like wrestling when I was a kid. So for that to transit, it seems like the natural progression for him to become Santa Claus Mm. because the way a kid looks at a pro wrestler as a superhero, I think a lot of kids view Santa Claus in an even higher light. So it would only make sense for someone as talented as Mick Foley to make that jump to play Santa because he would understand that glimmer in the eyes of a kid like what they feel when they look at Santa Claus. I feel like his documentary and Beyond the Mat would make a great double feature too. Just seeing the toll of wrestling on his family, but then when you see him after wrestling, making Christmas such an important holiday, not just to his family, but to kids everywhere. Like, he he may very well be Santa Claus. I I got yeah. to meet Ted Neely, who played Jesus Christ in the film version of Jesus Christ Superstar and has been playing him on stage for decades. That's amazing. And uh, Ted Neely was as close to as I imagine meeting Jesus would have been like. I feel <laughs> like Mick Foley is as close to a real-life Santa Claus as you could get. I, yeah, I, I Am Santa Claus is the documentary? Yep. Is that, mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to watch it. Brett, who is your Santa Claus? All right. A little bit of backstory here. I made a list. and, and then I just, How many times did you check it? Uh, more than twice. Oh. Uh, I Googled the names on it. This is how it started. I went Kurt Russell. Google. Fuck. I searched <laughs> John Goodman. Google. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, and then third time around, I was like, all right, I can't sit here and go with sincere childlike Santa. I got to go like complete opposite, like Billy Bob Thornton Santa thought about it a little bit more. And I said, Don Johnson, Google. No. Oh. And the reason I say that I recently watched Django Unchained again. Mm. He, he plays a plantation owner. He looks like Colonel Sanders in that movie. Yes. And I want to see him play a mean-spirited Santa Claus. (laughs) And I think, because Don Johnson to me, he, I think, and I also recently watched Knives Out, which probably is why I like your sweater so much. Uh, (laughs) It's just like, he is such a, he's not a likable person to me. (laughs) I think him playing something that is supposed to be the most innocent like sort of character would be so funny. Just a a, a mean spirit, not even like a mall Santa. Just what would happen if Santa was a dick? I just think of Don Johnson. Oh, here's a pitch. 
a prequel to the Santa Claus movies where Don Johnson is the Santa Claus that Tim Allen murders brutally at the beginning of Santa Claus. But it's Don Johnson basically playing his character from Django Unchained. So it takes place in like during the civil rights movement and he's like this racist guy and he has to like get over his racism by being Santa Claus to not just white kids. If you wanted to say that Quentin Tarantino should make a Christmas movie, you could have just said it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Well, and, it and it's a good time because I mean, you say Don Johnson like is unlikable his persona. I mean, if you look at this kind of semi like career resurgence he's had in the last decade where I remember he he was in Machete the uh, Robert Rodriguez film and he was billed as introducing Don Johnson which was like a yeah. joke but yeah. also it was like introducing this new Don Johnson like he's yeah. not the cool Miami Vice Don Johnson he's like a uh you know he he plays villains a lot more now and so he was a villainous like he he played a racist uh uh um sheriff in that movie you know he's the plantation owner in uh Django Unchained um, Did you guys watch Watchmen on HBO? I haven't yet, no. I have not. No. HBO Max, though, I finally got it on Roku. It's That makes my year. I'm so happy. Uh, he's in Watchmen, and uh, he's excellent in Watchmen. Okay. Nice. That's cool. I, I well, did, you, did either of you guys see Brawl and Cell Block 99? Yes. He's, he's the evil warden in that movie. He's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great movie too. I still oh. haven't seen it. Is it like Assault on Precinct 13 or like what? No. No, it's it's weird because it stars Vince Vaughn and like the whole plot is he goes to prison. Uh, he gets put in prison and he has to get in enough fights to get to this particular spot where they put the worst criminals uh, okay. Because somebody has his wife, his pregnant wife, hostage. Okay. Uh, Udo Kier, by the way, has his wife hostage, which is great. And uh, yeah, and Don Johnson is like the the evil warden, and it's it's really good. It's by S. Craig Zoller, who did Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, uh, it, just from a technical filmmaking standpoint, Brett, you need to see both of those movies. Yes, because right. the practical effects in both of them. Yeah, the gore may be the best practical effects in any movie I have seen in the last twenty years. Oh yeah. wow, high praise over here. And yeah. I mean, S. Craig Zoller is a guy who works with some of the great. He worked with Kurt Russell on Bone Tomahawk, so he yeah. he knows how to like pull old faces and make them relevant again, which is yeah. cool. He is a phenomenal old school modern day filmmaker. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. Those movies are fucking great what was the other one you guys said uh bone tomahawk got... tomahawk okay bone tomahawk yeah. yeah and then he just came out with a new one i don't know if either of you saw uh um uh dragged across concrete he came out with last year oh no i have to see it though yeah that one was good too all don johnson was in that also okay um, awesome so i do uh, want to point out uh, real quick uh, vince vaughn is apparently in a body swap horror movie oh yeah Freaky. oh yeah i watched yeah. it, it it's Freaky. fun it good? yeah, yeah. That's what I'm told. It's, it's from the makers of Happy Death Day. Which it's I actually not, like. It's not nearly as good as Happy Death Day, but it's it's a very fun movie. Okay. It looks fun. I'm I'm glad I I yeah, I think that's such a funny idea 
to I, I'm all for this. Let's bring back '80s comedies as slasher movies now. Um, yeah, I have mm. a Caddyshack one that I want to pitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there could be that could be a whole episode of this podcast. So. I was going to say, why isn't that an episode where you have us on and then we all just pitch a movie, or we all come up with a movie together and then we cast it? So I. Uh, I'm going to get to my dream Santa Claus. And this is somebody who I think meets some, a lot of the criteria that we were talking about. Uh, he's a great actor. Um, he would definitely, I think, bring something special and original to the role. Um, and he's super lovable, I think. And that's Jackie Chan. Oh, uh, for a second, I thought you were going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jackie Chan's lovable too. I I have a side note. I have a Santa Claus script I wanted to share with you, Mike. Um, okay. <laughs> if you're interested, but, but uh, no, I just I think Jackie Chan. I mean, it's obviously I, I to my knowledge, he would be the first Asian Santa Claus. Um, I'm sure there's been some Asian Santa Clauses maybe in Asian films, um, but uh, I think it could be. I mean, it's definitely stunt casting, maybe in a literal sense, but. Uh, he's, he's so lovable. He has, you know, this, like this face with this very prominent nose, uh, that I think like uh, most people I've met, even if you're not into martial arts cinema, like just find Jackie Chan to be such a, a pleasing presence. And I think a lot of his movies have been about like retrieving Chinese artifacts and stuff. So I was like, what if we made a film where, uh, Jackie Chan is Santa Claus has to retrieve uh, artifacts from the North Pole <laughs> around the world. He has to take the sleigh around and um, maybe fight multiple nef nefarious terrorist groups that have taken these artifacts. Uh, and side note, I would want to cast Michelle Yeoh as Mrs. Claus because oh, yes. they, have, they have only starred in one movie together, which is really? Police Story 3, Super Cop. Uh, uh, he also has a cameo in Super Cop 2, which is a spinoff with her. But yeah, they've only co-starred in that one movie. And I, it's like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. It's like they should have done more movies together. <laughs> so Jackie Chan, Michelle Yeoh. That's my I opinion. am seeing so many scenes from this movie in my head. I'm seeing him <laughs> like using a giant candy cane to block someone attacking him, yeah. fighting in the snow. I'm picturing him trying to like deftly maneuver around a living room decorated for Christmas while a kid is woken up and he doesn't <laughs> want to. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, oh I, my I, God. What a great idea. That's a, that's phenomenal casting. Yeah. Kung Fu Christmas movie that I don't even, I don't even, <laughs> I think you just named it too. Yeah, Kung Fu Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, AMC. that's a, wow. <laughs> that's a great, him fighting in a house where people are sleeping and not wanting to wake anyone oh! up and yes like a silent fight scene yeah i'm thinking oh. about it's such a jackie chan thing to have things like get knocked over but then he catches it and he has like this worried look on his face where he's always like you know he's always fighting this uphill battle and uh, i think that would just be amazing oh my god yes holy shit you <laughs> yeah wow that's great i think you won the podcast <laughs> I'm glad it was thank the you. last thing we're the last uh, fantasy pick. I'm glad. Yeah, thank you. I wow, I got to try to get in touch. Uh, I, I don't know what Jackie Jackie Chan's been doing. A lot of like, just like Chinese productions. I don't know how 
beholden he is to the Chinese government <laughs> in terms of the, the, the films that he makes. So I don't know if they'd approve of it, but if this could happen, that would be, that would be amazing. I, I, now you have to do Mike's, uh, I'm going to leave it very vague, uh, Mike's idea for a show specifically about that movie idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I, that would be I, perfect for that. I, I would assume, you know, with your studies and stuff that you've written screenplays Yes. I really think you should write this. That, I mean, just go on IMDb Pro and get his management and just say, hey, man, I wrote this. And is there any interest in going forward with this? You know, like what you. Yeah. I mean, it's that's yeah. a golden idea. I, yeah. If we've I, learned anything from just being comedians, it's just like if there's an opportunity for something, just take a chance. What do you have to do? Yeah, <laughs> really? I wish I had known that decades ago to just the whole notion of it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to try, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Wow. Thank you for the words of encouragement. I'll probably, yeah, I think, I think I will write the idea now. <laughs> like, I yeah, think it's, I really it's, think you should. Yeah. There's so much potential there. Um, there's just, the, I can just picture like Mike said, there's so many fun scenes I could picture in my head. Yeah absolutely yeah. oh my god yeah yeah a lot of it's not it's a fun mashup of genres like that like yeah. kung fu movie and a holiday movie like that that's hasn't a, been done before too yeah yeah, yeah wow. to my knowledge i like i haven't heard of any like martial arts really and i mean that's probably because you know christmas is a christian holiday <laughs> so but uh i mean there are a lot of asian american christians uh yeah and uh also christmas is in santa claus are just they kind of transcend religion. They're just such popular brands. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah, it could be really cool. Well, thank you guys for uh, uh, validating my idea. Yeah. Thank <laughs> um, you for having us on the podcast again. I yeah. really look forward to these. Yeah. yeah every time too. that, you know, we wrap one of these and you guys come up with an idea for the next one. Well, so, do we uh, have to do that again now? <laughs> I believe that's sort of tradition for... What's the next threat to oh, speak it, it and make it true? Uh, how about for Valentine's Day, we'll come up with best, how about either romance movies or rom-coms? Or best and worst. Yeah, we could do... Do we keep it just romance? Because then that's vague enough it like transcends genres. I like that. I like doing romance. Yeah. Should we do list of best? Because I don't, I don't know if... Do we... There's a lot of bad ones, but <laughs> I, I like know. doing best because yeah, this podcast has kind of like in a lot of ways it's kind of a positivity well, <laughs> podcast. Since uh, the three of us are you know dudes, <laughs> what if we did for Valentine's Day the best bromance movies? Oh, okay. That I like I'm that idea that. too. You know what? How about how about this, Johnny? How about uh, you do a poll on uh, either the We Are Movies Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and then uh, see what people would be more interested to watch? Because I ha I think there's a lot of good ideas for both. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a poll. This will be the first bit of fan interaction to affect the podcast. And uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah. within the last couple yeah. of years, there are two romantic comedies that I think are absolutely amazing so yeah I, wow. I could do either okay yeah i'll do the polls nope. sounds good okay. all right yeah. guys uh, well, well have a merry christmas both of you guys i uh i really appreciate getting to be friends with the two of you and um 
I count myself extremely lucky. And uh, I've said it uh, maybe here before, but I know I've said it elsewhere. When I moved back from California, I was very scared that there was going to be no place for me in comedy. And the fact that you guys being the current school making me feel accepted uh, literally gives me goose. My hair is standing on end. I, I am extremely fortunate to get to be peers and friends with two guys like you. You are hugely important in my life, and uh, I love you guys both. You are phenomenal human beings, comedians, uh, creators, and I'm just, I appreciate you guys. Well, thank you. I, it's a Christmas miracle. We, we achieved sincerity uh, in this <laughs> podcast. Uh, no, th- thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, that's that, very sweet. It's very sweet. That means a lot. I love you guys too. Uh, and it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, do you have anything you want to sign off with Brett? Do you want to say something of maybe equal sentimentality? Uh, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Keep listening to this podcast. Listen to one of Mike's 48 projects. He's always yes. doing something fun. Uh, don't worry about anything I'm doing. Just subscribe to their stuff. And uh, I'll be happy. But thank you, Mike. That's very nice. Sincerely. Yes, thank you, Mike. Um, really means a lot. And uh, I didn't be- get to finish. Uh, I was about <laughs> to say. And that's how I'm going to, uh, when we do the Truthcast uh, Christmas special, that's what I was planning on saying to Alex Bozanovic and Tim Den Otter. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, but you oh, you guys thought I was saying oh. it to you two. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, my that God. Was... That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird misunderstanding. I, it's fine. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of We Are Movies. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my guests, Mike Bobbitt and Brett Hayden. Uh, I could tell you that they're really easy to talk to and cool guys, but I think that's self-evident in how many times I've done this with them. So as always, go support them. Listen to Mike's many podcasts. I'll link them all in the description. You know the drill. And uh, follow Comedy Rumble with Brett Hayden. Also, if you're a fan of this podcast, uh, I always enjoy the support. If you want to write a review, follow us on Instagram or Twitter at We Are Movies Pod. You can like us on Facebook, We Are Movies. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Johnny Mockney, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-O-C-N-Y. That is all I have for you today. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, and uh, Jackie Chan, give me a call.